재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. On Saturday, we carve out a little time to think about your health and your well-being and to place it in a context of hundreds and hundreds of years of traditional classic Korean health wisdom. It's called The Science of Korean Medicine, and we have a practicing doctor of Korean medicine, Yesu Jennifer Lee, with us here in the studio. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Nice to see you again. It is a... An auspicious day for auspicious us to be talking, yes. isn't it? Uh, we are on the exact day of Jongwal uh, Deborom, yes. which is, um, how shall we, I mean, it's usually referred to as the first full moon after the full moon that was Lunar New Year. Yes, exactly. So the first uh, full moon after the Lunar uh, New Year, meaning Deborom in mm. Korean words. Yes. So it kind of means the year is getting underway and we're, we've got our first yes. thing uh, based on the timing and based I think a little bit knock on wood on some of the weather we've been having mm-hmm. it, 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 it kind of hints psychologically yes. that maybe winter is cracking yes maybe winter is cracking maybe yeah. we dare to dream of, <laughs> uh, of a harvest season and a planting season yes. and a season when we're not you know shivering inside right yes basically it's a time when people start to think about uh, starting a new year with you know basically for the farm you start farming again uh, for others it's the beginning of the new year and Korean New Year celebration lasted for 15 days until this time of day according to the traditional historical records mm. so the traditional New Year celebration lasted until now and mm-hmm. now we celebrate again a little bit yes <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a real rager of a party but it's a it's a nice uh, holiday kind of thing um, there are rituals there yes. are uh, foods of course mm-hmm, uh, we can get course. into all of those we've already hit some of the food with our Wednesday food and beyond segment with Yerika. We talked about delicious recipes for Ogukbap, uh, but we'll touch upon that again. Yeah. Um, so just, have we put it into the appropriate historical context? Is there more that we need to talk about? Hmm. According to a traditional uh, context, we need to also talk about some of the traditions that we do. For mm. example, getting rid of the insects and the rats that have been going around uh, all winter. Oh, so on that topic. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? I'm just going to take a 30 second tangent here. Yeah. Have you seen a documentary called Rats? It's brand new. It's no. by the guy that did Supersize Me. You know, oh, really? Remember uh, that? Yeah, the one I about that. He yeah. ate fast food. He's done an unbelievably interesting documentary called Rats. Really? Um, looking at the full spectrum, uh-huh. as a doctor, you'd be interested too, because yes. there's all the microbiology and all mm-hmm. of the health considerations mm-hmm. and such. Um, and the ways primitive and modern of getting rid of rats so when you said getting rid of rats mm-hmm. how do they do it did they have like cats and stuff um, on this they used fire actually fire mm-hmm. another great way to smoke out rats yes that's one way uh last plug rats great mm-hmm. documentary yes. so you get rid of the rats and mm-hmm. you uh gather the family i suppose yes and they try to get rid of the evil spirit as we call it in the past uh, by using some of the traditions um in the past and they used to visit one another for great wish- good wishes um and also to wish them good health mm-hmm. as well as for well basically a good new year 
it's an auspicious day, like you just mentioned. There you go. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the epilogue to Lunar New Year. Yes, basically, mm. yes. There you go. Um, so with this fire that we just talked about, they used to do chibul nori, which mm-hmm. is the swirling of fire uh, in the farmland with these, these cans full of holes in which the charcoal fire is set ablaze. Uh, so th- again, you're you're spreading smoke basically, yes. um, almost basi- like one of those church. The church ones are much more fancy, but it's oh, the same yes. idea. Yes, but it's actually more like a very bright mm-hmm. uh, celebration. So you can basically see the fire going circle, going round and oh, round. Oh, okay. So they're actually way. on fire. Yes, exactly. So you and see. you just have the string that's you know hanging the can, and you basically just start swirling around. Sounds like quite a visual. Yes, it 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 probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there used to be a tradition related to kites, in which people cut the string of the kites they have been flying since the beginning of the Lunar New Year, uh, which was related to, like we just talked about, how people relate this to evil spirit, mm-hmm. and they used to call this engmaki, which is an evil-preventing kite. Engmaki, the kite, you cut it loose, and theoretically you're cutting loose all of your evil spirits as yes, well. Yes, and you try to pray for another good year. That sounds nice. Mm -hmm. And the kite goes wherever it may. Hopefully it doesn't (laughs) land in your your neighbor's yard and they think the evil spirits have descended upon them. Who knows? (laughs) Okay, so a lot of, uh, you know, some folk beliefs and some Mm -hmm. superstitions uh, wrapped in there. It's fascinating the degree to which fire is uh, involved with all of this and Mm -hmm. smoke and whatnot. Um, and then we get to sort of the, the food and the health exactly, yes. related stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing that uh, we learned last Wednesday was uh, you, you, you do a little dental care. Yeah. Early, uh, you know, sort of historically primitive dental care. Um, and we carry it forward into this day of cracking nuts with your teeth. Yes. Have you ever discussed this with uh, previous episodes of this? I mean, we touched upon it in various ways in Mm -hmm. in the past, but we've never really hit it from kind of a a medical perspective. Oh, okay. Um, I can imagine, you know, as long as you take it easy and don't overdo it, cracking nuts with your teeth is probably relatively good for your teeth. Um, Kind of Hmm. polishes them a little bit, right? Maybe, yeah. Um, And... I guess uh, it was in the past their own way of keeping their teeth healthy. But nowadays, I can't really imagine them uh, being better than going to a dentist, to be honest. (laughs) You don't think so? I got a handful of nuts or a dental appointment. Which one's going to do me better? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, I think dental appointment will be better from this, you know, modern perspective. Of course, yes. of course. But still, it's very interesting. And you think about the nuts and having nuts in the winter mm. itself can be very nutritious, right? Mm. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it all different kinds of nuts or is it a specific kind? Or Well, mostly they focused on walnuts. Walnuts. And also uh, peanuts. Peanuts. Those are yes. the easiest to crack with your yes, teeth. Yes, exactly. Chestnuts and other nuts like that and Brazil mm-hmm. nuts. I don't know if you want to be taking those to your no. teeth. Unfortunately. Well, fortunately, they didn't have Brazil nuts in the past in Korea. So. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And also, there was chestnuts that they get with the spiky part out, and they would mm. just try to eat the, the soft part. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and the the ritualization of that, the fact that people crack nuts with their teeth, they're, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously, it's not a, a, a dental preventive here and now. But it's a way to kind of tip your hat to the days when uh, methods of maintaining dental yes. health were a bit simpler. 
Mm-hmm. And there was another um, traditional food in Jeonggol Daebolum, which is ogukbap. Have sure. you ever heard of this as well? Well, I'll tell you, we really dealt with ogukbap uh, a few <laughs> days ago. We're going to touch upon it again, but in our particular corner of the program, mm-hmm. we can uh, get into the health aspect of yes. it. This is kind of superfood before the term superfood existed, isn't it? Exactly, yes. It's basically full of these nutrients that people had to have uh, in the past because in the winter, people basically had no food that can really give them mm. enough nutrients to mm. survive, basically. Um, on the other hand, before ogokbap, there was this food called yakshik, which I'm sure you already know. Yakshik, uh, is that similar? Is that term similar to poyak? Um, actually, well, yes, yes and no. If you think about the term themselves, literally it can mean very similarly to poyak. But on the other hand, yakshik basically meant the sticky rice with uh, uh-huh. dates and also chestnut and whatnot and also chat. When you say date, are you, do you mean dechu? Yes, tetsu. Okay, yes. very good. Those kind of things, I think of winter, when mm-hmm. I think of sort of the classic historical Korean winter, yes. I think of the stuff that gets you through the winter is pickled stuff mm-hmm. and heavy, heavy starches like yes. noodles and guksu and, and yes. maybe bone broths and stuff yes. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the deep winter food. The fact that uh, we're moving into ogukbap for the you could say kind of one of the last demarcations of winter, right? Yes. That almost implies a, sort of a confidence for the year ahead that, okay, maybe we can start eating grains and stuff again. Yes, and you, you know. can basically get prepared by, uh, with your body for mm. the next new year. Let's get strong because we're going to be out there plowing exactly. and building and cutting wood <laughs> and doing whatever we did back yes. then. Yes, So other than this ogukbap and yaksik, there was this uh, other food called boksam, which is basically, if you translate it literally, means fortune wraps. And it's also the sticky rice or just rice wrapped in the leaves of aster, meaning chinamul, or also with dried seaweed, according to the different parts of uh, region in Korea. And also there was this alcohol. Alcohol never is, you know, absent in these occasions. <laughs> um, so there was this alcohol again called Kibal Gisul, which is uh, ear quickening wine, if you translate it into English. Ear quickening wine. Yes. Sul being sort of the generic term for alcohol drink. Ear quickening wine. What, what's up with ear quickening wine? So, um, well, the whole idea of this uh, wine was to think that uh, if someone drank this alcohol, he or she would be quick to hear and hear good news for this one year, upcoming new year. <laughs> Isn't this so fascinating? People had these meanings for... <laughs> I guess you drink enough of it, everything sounds like good news, right? <laughs> yes, because you know you feel happy all of a sudden with this kibagi soup. What's it made of? Um, um, to be honest, I... I'm not sure Mm-mm. because with different records, they have different uh, recipes. Whatever you got, basically, yes. it sounds like. Um, basically, I'm pres- I'm assuming that according to different region, they try to use the good substance, good uh, mm. ingredients for this kibagis to prepare for the new year. Mm. Um, and also, yakshik was something that's really um, confined to the well, more to the um, yangban. 
to the upper class in the yeah. past. So people had to um, had some substitutes, which uh, led to ogokbap. We just talked about ogokbap. Well, we're going to swing back around to ogokbap in just a second. While mm-hmm. we're on this yakchik thing, yes, you said it's kind of the high class thing to mm-hmm. eat, the young bun thing. Um, we're not just talking about uh, rice. The the glutinous rice is kind of the centerpiece. Yes, but there's all kinds of sweet and sort of tasty things going on inside there as well. Yes. Um, one thing is chestnut, also pine nuts, uh, tat, and also walnut or peanuts, according to different regions. They also add honey and different sauce, uh, mm. including sesame oil. So it's basically sweet and kosuhe. Kosuhe. Kind yeah. of, uh, we loosely translate that as nutty. Nutty. Kosuhe. Yes. Um, sometimes, you know, we go off on tangents and talk about the various uh, dimensions of kosuhe. Oh, okay. But nutty That'd is a good translation. Yes, I think so, yes. It's sort nutty. of a nutty rice with a little sweet and honey on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Sticky rice. Heavily sticky. Yes. Can you pick it up or do you eat it with a spoon? Well, they usually cut this in a very square, uh, rectangular shape so that you can easily just carry it around mm-hmm. these days. Um, but you can also eat it with, with spoon, like you just mentioned. And if you think about the whole origin of yaksik, it really goes up to this origin of Jeongoldeburum itself. So although people eat it with um, different occasions of including marriage or someone's birthday, mm-hmm. basically yaksik was originated with um, this whole origin of Jeongoldeburum if you look at the historical records. We're going to swing back around to the star of the Tongwal Deburam show, which is Okukbap, and talk about health effects of eating that in just a second. First, let's take a quick little jingle break. Happy Tongwal Deburam. Happy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer Yesel Lee, our Korean doctor here, unpacking the rituals of Tongal Deborum to uh, kind of determine where the health wisdom in all of this stuff is. It, it, it is kind of a celebration, Tongal Deborum, right? Yes, it is. It kind of signals that the you know the new year really is here. It's time to get serious about planning your your harvest or whatever metaphorically your harvest means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's got this sort of abundance thing going on to yes. it, doesn't it? Yes. You're eating uh, yakshik, which is rice with all kinds of goodies mixed in. You got a little bit of this, what you called ear quickening wine, kibagisul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's a bit of a party. Now we're talking about ogokbap. This is the kind of the main meal that people have. Ogok mm. five grains. What are the grains? So grains. It, it, really differs according to the different regions that we talk about but basically it's filled with rice millet beans and red beans and some also sometimes uh, what we call indian millet okay mm-hmm. gok sort of being this uh, catch-all phrase that could be legumes and beans and can also be uh, you know orthodox grains like yes. uh, barley or or rice or yes. things like that okay and we usually eat this with various dried herbs mm. uh, which were gathered and dried for the occasion in the summer of the previous year so they prepare this tongol deborum uh, uh, basically a half a year before tongol deborum i'm sorry run that by me again they they prepare the okay. yes so they 
they specifically dry these herbs basically uh-huh. to prepare for the upcoming Jeongol d e b o r u m starting for starting in the summer before Jeongol d e b o r u m Oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, right smack in the middle of the growing season, exactly, you set aside specifically those herbs that you're going to need in February. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and by then they're they're nice and dried and sort of yes. petrified, and you can. Mm-hmm. I guess the the basic method is to rehydrate them and then to stick them into your rice. Uh, yes, uh, before you start cooking them, you need to rehydrate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, put them in the water for a while and then start maybe stirring or or boiling or whatnot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds wonderful. It sounds a little bit like a sort of a high octane uh, bibimbap kind of thing. Uh, yes, because well, it uh, does include different herbs like bibimbap, but it does not necessarily involve gochujang like bibimbap. Understood. Does. Mm-hmm. Okay. The when you talk about okbap, the basic flavor profile is is what it's like. Um, Very nutty, nutty and grainy. Not a lot of. <laughs> uh, there's not um, perhaps a uh, a heavy yangnyeom in there like soy no. or something. No. Basically, it's very similar to how you cook rice. Mm. So you just uh, make everything, every grain that you're going to cook, into a very in a, in a way that's being that can be boiled very easily. So you need to put them in water for a while so that it's not too dry. Mm. And then after once it's hydrated enough or saturated enough, you start boiling them or steaming them like you just cook rice in the normal way. It sounds quite good. Um, this is. Like we were saying before, it's the superfood before anybody really had that concept of yes. superfood, and that it's it's eaten with the same intention. It's like I'm going to pack every single nourishing thing I know <laughs> that exists yes. into one bowl of stuff. Exactly. Yes. Um, so on a sort of a micro nutrition or you know n- nutritional level, mm-hmm. what have we got going on now? Yes, so in the past, when ukbap was very common uh, in Jeongol Deborum, it's basically to uh, substitute for or make up for this malnutrition, which was very common in the winter. Um, and Deborum was basically a very good seasonal celebration to restore your nutrients by eating these special mm-hmm. food. Um, and if you think about how people used to measure your health status uh, by just looking at you, uh, one thing would be your skin, yeah, like no skin doubt. rash, uh, dry skin. Um, which also led to even psoriasis mm-hmm. or konsan in mm-hmm. Korean way of putting it. Um, and it was very common in long winter. And if you think about these nuts or ogokbap or, or all the grains that we use to consume over the winter, they are basically full of vitamin E, which is very helpful for your skin. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these vitamin E is basically something that you can get well, abundantly like vitamin C, but it's usually very concentrated on nuts and grains like I just mentioned. And the thing is, sun depletes our stores of vitamin E and also too much outdoor activities or a long winter without sun, sun rays can really make you run out of E. I see. Mm-hmm. So you're... Uh Kind of infusing a little sunshine into your exactly into yes. your body, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of these foods uh, are being discovered by modern or Western medicine to have all of these properties, like uh, you know the right kind of fatty acids exactly, and so forth, yes. and omega threes or whatever <laughs> they are. Yes, this okokbap stands up to just about any doctor's 
health profile, be it in East or West, right? Yes. Some people listening to this might question that um, because it was usually eaten by people who were suffering malnutrition, it's maybe not valid anymore mm. in the modern days, mm. which is untrue from the perspective of uh, the medicine because it's basically full of these nutrients that we still lack. For example, like LDL, which is low-density lipids or lipoproteins and also vitamins like we just talked about. We usually consume these with, for example, Centrum or other kinds of vitamin pills. But basically, nuts can be a very good source for your nutrients. Um, Other uh, nutrients that we get uh, from these nuts include um, omega-3, like you just mentioned, um, which also is found in many kinds of fish. I mean, also fiber, which lower the cholesterol and vitamin E and other vitamins that we might need for um, other days. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. uh, ogupap is kind of uh, at center stage now, but it's available all year round, right? Exactly, yes. You can get pre-made uh, bags or cans or tubes of ogokbab and I don't think it would be the worst idea to kind of substitute those for white rice in your regular diet. It is very good for substituting rice for regular diet, but uh, one thing is that it does take a bit more work than regular rice to cook. Okay, well there's that. You gotta Mm -hmm. soak it and all that stuff. Yes. Um, And another thing is because it does contain a very high nutrient, it can be sometimes overwhelming for the body to consume it every day. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of... (laughs) You're being very, very uh, polite. Subtle. (laughs) You're being very subtle. Let's face it. This is um, a little bit of a workout for the digestive tract. Yes. So you may want to swap in uh, ogukbap every other third day or every other day as a bit of uh, an intestinal workout. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the thing is, in the past, back in the tradition, people used to think that white rice is the best because it, it is it is white and it's very clean and everything. But these days, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that the audience would agree that a lot of people consume white uh, rice, not only with just white rice itself, mm. but with different kinds of grains, including barley or sure. millet. Do you, when you cook your rice? I do. I try to um, get those bags of uh, every little grain and nut yes, that's in there exactly, uh, yes. with a mix. It's what I eat, I, I think it's called hyangmi or hyangmi. Yes, hyangmi, yes. Mi. Uh, and it's got all kinds of things mixed in mm-hmm. uh, to sort of offset the white rice. Great, yeah. White rice has a lot of critics nowadays. Yes. Um, you would think that eating a bowl of white rice is like eating a donut if you talk to some people because it's, it is a highly refined, starchy mm-hmm. carb. Yes, that's true. But I do think white rice is going to come back around and into favor again. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's a starchy carb, but... It has a lot of digestive properties as well. Mm-hmm. I think white rice distributes so well over the course of whatever else you eat mm-hmm. and bonds to it somehow in the yes. stomach. I, I just know that if I'm having anything remotely stomach trouble related, yeah. I eat white rice, it's done. Oh, really? The white rice is like a tonic that's, in a way. Wow, that's very interesting. That's just my anecdotal experience. I don't know if it holds up at all in, in medicine, Korean or otherwise. <laughs> that's very interesting that you mentioned it because I was going to talk about these uh, digestive properties of, of these uh, rice, okay. um, including ogokbap. All right. Um, and, well, if we just quickly go back to these uh, nuts, they do include these arginine and plant sterols, which cannot be substituted by any other food that we usually consume. So nuts are very very good for our body. Nuts are um, crucial. Yes.
Yes. Um, and also these nuts and uh, grains from the perspective of Korean medicine is basically warm and hot in nature. We usually talk about this nature of chi, um, mm-hmm. hot chi or cold chi with the food and nut and grain really belongs to this warm and hot nature. Okay, so you're restoring your winter chi, the chi you may have lost or that may have been mm-hmm. diminished in winter. By eating these nuts, which inherently have, uh, they're like a heat source. Yes. So it's basically suitable for people who eat nuts winter without getting internal heat, mm. um, inclu- which does include malnutrition from the perspective of Korean medicine. Okay. Um, and also, these nuts can nourish and strengthen kidneys, brain, and heart. And additionally, eating nuts in winter helps keeping up with your warmth and impo- improving physical qualities. Okay. Yes. And sticky rice, on the other hand, or glutinous rice as we also call it has warming effects and also has these uh, helping properties of spleen or or stomach and other digestive tracts very fascinating so uh, you are getting basically a bowl of poyak yes 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 um, spleen and stomach mm-hmm. these are two sort of the hand in hand it's uh, sort of uh, the two main uh, furnace of the digestive system exactly as it were. yes if you have a condition of the stomach, will you also simultaneously generally have the same thing going on with your spleen? Yes, eventually they go hand in hand. So if you think about one problem in the stomach, either in the stomach or in the spleen, then one, the other will be a problem sooner or later. Other thing is this digestive system of spleen and stomach does dominate the limbs, meaning your body, your arms and your, your legs, sending qi and blood to the arms and legs and warming them and supporting their function. So basically if you're under malnutrition or if you're having uh, digestive problems, you have basically your problems will extend to your limbs and other uh, parts of your body. Mm. And so we see once again that uh, these nutritional rituals that arose for a very, very good reason uh, in the past, mm-hmm. they, they've got legs. They still yes. stand the test of time and it would be highly advisable yes. for listeners to go and get their bowl of ogukbap today, just um, not just to keep in, in trend with the ritual, but uh, for their health still. Yes, if you feel tired or if you feel bloated at the end of the day or upon eating, then these can help basically. Good stuff. Well, uh, Jennifer, thank you very much once again for coming in, and I'll see you again soon. Thank you. And that is going to do it for today's edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by Ojang Sup with associate production from Jamie Lee. Nikki Kim is our writer, and I'm Kurt Asian. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Koreascape is the handle, and we'll be back on Monday to get it all started again. We'll see you then. <laughs>